somebody say amen. I mean, let me say something to you. I'm very glad for those of you who are here today because while you were worshiping, I saw the flame resting upon your heads. And I asked, Lord, what about it? It says the prophetic. It says in this meeting, the prophetic of Christ is released to everyone. And the Lord reminded me, he said to me, when, when Jesus went to the woman of Samaria, the woman of Samaria believed because Jesus told her her life. You watch out. When you begin to talk to people, they will ask you that, are you a seer? Because you will not know when you begin to reveal their life in what you are discussing with them. Are we together? This is a prophetic meeting. I see 2020, and it's, it's written 2020. And then it's written, the 20 is round up together, and it looks like 0808. And then it says to me, the fullness of time has come. The believers on earth, God's ordination for next year is this, one of it. Believers on earth will join with angels. There's going to be a warfare, not a warfare as people think it. Okay? You know, when people talk about spiritual warfare, they talk about, you know, we're gathering together and praying. No, 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 that. God is going to permit believers to join with angels in the warfare. There's going to be a serious warfare. It is the warfare of God, not the warfare of man. Amen. Some of us will be assigned to join with angels Amen. to take territories. Amen. You will have strange dreams. It will be revealed to you by strange dreams. You may see yourself, you are in England, you may see yourself in Syria, and you will see the operation going on with the angels of God in that area. Amen. When God has finished with you, it brings you back into your body. Amen. The church of God on earth is about to enter into a year. That is, it is, it is, it looks to me like it is the, it is the, the landmark here for prophetic. When prophetic is made real. Do you remember Elisha was in Israel, but his spirit was in Syria. When the Assyrian government planned, Elisha would be seated there. The reason is because Elisha was granted the wing of angel by the father. Because it's only angel who can be in any place without being visible. But God allowed Mortarman, Elisha, to encounter what, we, what the church of God is about to enter in the new year. And he was carried with the angels of God into the armory where they are planning against Israel. And all the plans were revealed to him. And he would come back to the king of Israel and say, At such and such a time, your enemy will come through these routes. So, lay ambushes. And whenever the army moved, Israel was there to destroy them. And so until the time that the king came to sanity and said, There must be someone among you who is a spy. Hallelujah, somebody. <laughs> and then he said, There is no spy among God but one. He does not live here. He lives in Israel, another country. But however, with this man, anything you do in your secret is naked to him. Look, look, look. You are going to have encounters of God in the new year. You read it, you will see it happen. You read it, you will experience it happen. It's, if it's the same God of Elisha we are serving, God will carry you to where the devil has his plan. So that the plans of Satan will be naked to you. You are praying, 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 praying. Now you know where it is. Amen. And you deal with it. 
I congratulate you for coming to this minute tonight. Put your hands together for the Lord. While you may please take your seats. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. You know something? I see a great unction in this meeting today. A great unction. This is Jesus' seminar. I told you on Sunday. God commanded Christ with Tabernacle to keep some covenants. The first covenant being Jesus' seminar. Where this church must gather and only talk about Jesus. Who is Jesus? And the Lord said to me that there are many people who go to churches, you know, who are Christians, but nobody told them about him. Or maybe they will talk about him once in about many months, or some even once in, in five years. Because they look into other areas, but not Christ. Until Christmas time or Easter time. And God said to us, no, church is all about Jesus. And the Lord said to me, you should do Jesus' seminar as a covenant. Second thing he said to us to do is Holy Ghost Convention. Where you teach about the Holy Spirit. And people pray and receive the baptism and receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. And we do that once in a year. And then he said to me, do marriage seminar. Where we will be ahead of the devil concerning marriages. So that Satan will fail when he attacks people's marriages who commit themselves to the learning. And this church has done this program for 29 years. Therefore, I would say that Jesus' seminar started two weeks ago. When I gave you a publication, the weekly bulletin, and we were looking into salvation. And then... This Sunday, yesterday, which is, I think it's 22nd of December, 2019, I began to teach you about liberty in the Holy Spirit. Liberty in the Holy Spirit. You know, when the Lord was speaking to me about the things I should cover, we're talking about Jesus. And we're looking at liberty in the Holy Spirit. But when I asked the Lord, why, why am I given the, the, the topic liberty in the Holy Spirit? You will discover that you can never talk about Jesus without talking about the Holy Spirit. Because the angel appeared to him and said that this child shall be full of the Holy Spirit from what? From birth. <laughs> really from conception. And if you look at the life of Jesus Christ, everything he did, he did by the Holy Spirit, which is the third party of God. And when we began yesterday, which I will continue today, I'm continuing this hour. We look into... The first thing we looked into was no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. No condemnation... For those who are in Christ Jesus. And I gave you Romans chapter 1, chapter 8, from verse 1 to verse 4. In New Cross, you, you know, every one of you have to take the message of New Cross and put it together with the message of Cathedral on Sunday. I began to speak in New Cross Church. And then I came to Cathedral. In New Cross Church, I told you, I was going to explain to you. That's verse 1. Sometime. 
But I did explain it in cathedral. Which says, therefore, there is now no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus, because through Christ Jesus, the law of spirit of life set me free from the law of sin and death. And I said to you in New Cross that the word condemnation is a legal word. It arises from a breach of law. Okay? When a man is, is, is said to be condemned... It is because that man has contravened the law. And because of contravention of law, the judge will condemn that man and give him the fine that is necessary. Okay? However, the man who contravened the law will have a guilt in his heart. Let's say a man kills somebody. Okay? When he gets to the judge, he knows he killed the person. He's not denying that I, I, whether he killed or not. He said, I did kill, but I did not intend to kill. Okay? Maybe it was just an altercation, and, uh, uh, you know, involuntarily, he did an act, and the person died. So he carries the guilt of killing somebody, because he did not intend to kill. Okay? So, he has self-condemnation for the bad act he has done, as well as when he gets before the judge. He will not argue with the judge. He will tell the judge, I did kill. However, I did not have malice aforethought. You read that in the book of Deuteronomy when you were studying Deuteronomy. I did not kill with intention to do so. Okay, and the justice of this world will say, okay, because you admitted your faults and you plead guilty. Therefore, the judge is, hand, hand, you know, he is uh, restricted in his sentence. He cannot give you maximum sentence, which is murder. He will now reduce the sentence to manslaughter. So, when the judge pronounced that, well, because of what you did, now you are guilty of manslaughter. Then he will say, now, the fine for manslaughter is 20 years. You will have gone for 20 years imprisonment, but we will give you 5 years imprisonment. So that sentence pronounced is the, it is the, it is the um, remedy of the condemnation. So the man is gone. Oh. However, Jesus said, I mean the Bible says here, verse 1 please. It says here, therefore there is no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. And on Sunday I help you to understand when you get you and I, before we were born again, we were condemned under a law. Yes? And when Jesus came to rescue, he, he expiated by his blood. He took our place, you know, under that law. And because Jesus took our place under that law, then we are set free. I will together now. However, he had paid remedy for that law. Because that law reigned over a kingdom, and he had brought us into his own kingdom that has another law. Therefore, verse 2, help us understand. It says, because through Christ Jesus, the law of spirit of life set us free from the law of sin and death. So, there is no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. Why? Because through Christ Jesus, which is the death of Jesus Christ, the law 
of spirit set us free from the law of sin. So, there are two laws that govern the universe. The law of the spirit and the law of sin. Anyone who is not under Jesus Christ is under the law of sin, which started from the reign, from the period of when sin reigned from Adam and Eve in the garden. You remember chapter 3 of Genesis. And Romans says, all have sinned because one man sinned. However, it further said, all have been made righteous because of the righteousness of one man. If by one man, one man sins, all are pronounced sinners. That is the same reason why. By one man's righteousness, all shall be pronounced righteous. And so, Paul here, you remember, you recognize that Paul is a lawyer. And most of the writings of Paul, he uses legal terms to express reality of the spirit. So he says here, therefore, once you are born again, you are no more under condemnation by this law of the Spirit. It is the law of the Spirit that sets you free from the condemnation that you were held bound by when you were under the law of this world, which is the law of sin. The law of sin brings death. That is why it is written, the wages of sin is death. But the gift of God is eternal life. Through who? Through Christ Jesus. Romans what? 6... 23. Just carry 3 over. 3, 23, 6, 23. Carry 3 over. 23, 23, carry them over. Are we together now? Now, I can speak more about this in the context of law. When we looked at the principle of jurisprudence and the law of evidence, Paul made it clear that anybody who is born again, anybody who has accepted Jesus Christ as his Lord and Savior, the law of sin have no jurisdiction. Let me help us tonight and give you some more information. Look at Colossians chapter 1 verse 13. Very quickly we come back to this. It says, for he, re- he has rescued us from the dominion of darkness. I'm talking about the law of spirit. And brought us into the kingdom of his son, that is God. He rescued us from the dominion of darkness. The dominion of darkness is the region whereby the law of sin reigns. But the kingdom of God, of the son of God, is the jurisdiction where the law of the spirit reigns. That's the reason why, if you are not born again, you cannot have or operate the spiritual gifts. Because under the law of sin is death. Eternal condemnation. But under the law of spirit is life. Eternal life. Therefore, it says here, for he has rescued us, God rescued us from the dominion of darkness. And we understand that what Paul was saying here is that through the law of the spirit, that's how we are rescued. It is the law of the spirit that justifies you and I, that we do not die any longer. Law of the spirit brings life. Once a man is in Christ Jesus, he's a new creation. Second Chronicles, Second Corinthians 5.17 All things are passed away. Why? Because the law of the spirit of life sets you free from the law of sin and death. That's the reason why there is no law, no power in the spiritual dark, dark, spirit of darkness that can have dominion over anybody if you are really born again. Curses have no power over you. 
Look, let the devil be angry because of your success in God. Let all demons of hell, you know, go, go haywire because of it. There is nothing they can do. Because you do not live in dominion any longer. You now sit in the right hand of God, in the heavenly places, in the kingdom of his son. Ephesians chapter 2, chapter verse 6. Therefore, if you are a believer in Christ, know this. No condemnation for you. My I, I, I may probably be in the past a murderer. I may be a thief. I may be a, an idol worshiper. I did those things because I was, fool, I was fooled by Satan. And tonight I want to help you understand how the devil fools people. And that's where we're going to start. So everything I did while I was under Satan, when I was not born again, I did them under the influence of the spirit of the air, which is the devil. Do you agree with me? Many things we did, we didn't want to do it. But we just find ourselves doing it. Those things that will kill us is what we love to do all the time. Like those who are taking crack, cocaine, and stuff like that. Tell them to stop it. They don't want it, but they keep on. Are we together now? So, we understand from here that we are no more under the jurisdiction of Satan. Let me give you more evidence on that. Look at Ephesians chapter 1, chapter 2, verse 1. Ephesians chapter 2, verse 1. I'm talking about the law of spirit is the one that sets you free when you come into Jesus Christ. And the law of the spirit supersedes the law of sin. It says, as for you, you were dead in your transgressions and sins, which you used to, in which you used to live when you followed the ways of this world and of the ruler of the kingdom of the air. Did you see that? When we were in the world, we were under a ruler. His name is Lucifer. So, you and I, we were reckless sinners. We were dead in, in, in sin. In other words, when sin come over us, we don't have life to say no. Because we are dead in it. Buried in sin. Our flesh loves to do things that will hurt us in the future. Because we are under a ruler called the power of the prince of the air. You see? And that is, that relating that to the Romans I read to you, you can understand therefore that the law that governs the realm of Satan, which is the world, is the law of sin. Sin, commit sin, go on sin, you know, drink sin, eat sin, wake up in sin, then get fed up and commit suicide and go to hell. Who will deliver a man from the hands of his ruler? You, you, everyone who is here among you, we are under the, the we are British, we are, we are in the United Kingdom. When, when our Prime Minister finished writing what he, he thinks he would do, what, did he not submit it to our Queen to read it? Was, once the Queen reads and she says, my government says, that is binding. It's binding. Whatever, whatever country you are listening to me, whatever is decided by your Senate, look at America now. This assembly, which are subsidiary, their domain, took a decision over Trump. Okay? And people will think that that decision is binding. It's not. Because it's waiting for superior authority called the Senate. And the Senate says that it's rubbish. It is rubbish. Dominion and kingdom. And whatever they decide is binding on whoever. Any law made by them is binding on 
anybody, whatever your position is. So nobody can, can deliver himself from the power of the kingdom under who he is. And they used to say that no man is above the law. Really, last time we say this to you. If there is dichotomy about understanding words, okay, legal words, who settles it? The Supreme Court. They call them Supreme Court to distinguish them from other courts. That if you go to other courts, any decision made, you can appeal against it. But when you go to the Supreme, whatever the Supreme says, either you hate it, you like it, the whole country protests against it, it will be binding. So is a man who is under Satan. When we were in the world, we did not have a brain of ourselves. Everybody in the world behaved according to the brain of Satan. When a Christian goes into the world, you, you begin to behave according to the rulership of the devil. Everything the devil wanted you to do would be the best for you to do. And it is to destroy you. Because the law of sin gives birth to death. So, it says therefore... Let me read verse 1 again to verse 2 of the scripture. It says that for you, you were dead in your sins, in your transgressions and sins, in which you used to live when you followed the ways of this world and the ruler of the kingdom of the air, the spirit who is now at work in those who are what? Disobedient. And this, this scripture talks about two range of people. It talks about the people in the world, okay, and it talks about the disobedience. The disobedience certainly will be people who are not in the world, but then they disobeyed the order of the kingdom of God, and they went into the world. Did we get it now? So, this scripture helps you to understand. The ruler of anyone who disobeys the word of God, though you are a child of God, once you decide to disobey the word of God, you come under the rulership of the devil, because it's the devil that makes you disobey God, so that he can have rulership, dominion over you, who have been set free already. And let me say this to you. Every Christian who decides to live the way of truth and follow lies, all of them have one destination, is regrets. Is regrets, show me them. Show me them. Some people come to the church and say, this, this, this church is too hard. This church is too hard. Someone said to me before, do you think, I said to somebody who, who reported to me, that, do you think that everything apostle is saying, he too is doing it? You, you can imagine that. Because what? The message is too hard for him. Hello? And people like that will be in church too. They'll be looking for something to catch the speaker. But thanks be to God. In Christ with the tabernacle, you find nothing to catch the speaker. Hallelujah, somebody. <laughs> Jesus said, the prince of this world came to me. He found nothing. He found nothing. Instead of them to see something, they'll be seeing greater manifestations of God. For anyone to have anything against you, you must listen to the, new, the old commander, Lucifer. Who will deceive man? And they follow. Once you go out of the kingdom in disobedience, the Bible says the spirits of the world walk through you. I told you on Sunday, you know, there's something you guys must know about me. I care to know nothing except Jesus Christ and the power of his resurrection. Hello? I believe you join me in that too. Come on now. Say, I care to know nothing 
Except Jesus Christ and the power of his resurrection. I can't hear you say it like you say it. I say, I care to know nothing. Say by faith, I care to know nothing except Jesus Christ and the power of his resurrection. That settles it. Anyone who disobeys comes under the rulership. Let me help you finish this. The spirit that is now at work. But look at the next verse, what Paul was saying. However, three. All of us lived among them at one time. That is among the world. Doing what? Gratifying the cravings of our sinful nature. We lived among them before doing what the devil wants us to do. I will read to you again from Romans chapter 1. For you to be very alert. Let me say something to you. Any relationship that will make you speak against the the institution of God or against the manifestation of God is a relationship that Satan arranged for you to take you to hell. Because in speaking against what God is doing, because you have some discontent which came from your flesh, you may fall a victim of apostasy. Once you reach the region, forever you can be forgiven. You will never be forgiven. Because that blasphemy against the Holy Spirit. Understand this. We all used to be in the world. And we just do what our flesh loves. My flesh tells me that Pastor Roger is fair in complexion. I looked at my color, and my flesh says that your color is not good. What's your name, brother? Brother Stephen. And I said that I have to become like Pastor Roger. And he says to me, that is very good. If you go to Peckham High Street, there's a shop there. You get this cream, you apply this cream, just six months. You will be like Pastor Ruji, and I apply the cream, and I become like Pastor Ruji. Then Brother Steve came to church, and I said, "Wow, wow, Brother Steve is even better than Pastor Ruji. I want to be like Brother Steve." You know that because I have succumbed to that rulership, it will build into me an attitude. And then I proceed to become Libera Steve. And then, 10 years' time, I discover that the tissues, my epidermal layer, had been eroded, taken out of my skin. And I discover a little cold, I catch it, a little heat, I'm sick. And before I know it, I went to the doctor. The doctor said that you have destroyed your dermal and epidermal layer. And sorry, you have reached your tissues. So sorry, you have something that looks malignant. Is it malignant? Malignant. What did you say? It doesn't sound like my language. Sorry, you have cancer of the skin. Then what happened? My sanity will come to you. And they will tell you that it is not reversible. Because this is a self-imposed cancer. Then I will come to church people. Hey, prayer! <laughs> then I start fasting. Prayer! 
Which one is easier? To have listened to the Spirit of God and be content with how God had made you. When God looks at you, He's looking at you as He decorated your color. You die and go to heaven, and you are saying, I'm Alfred, and they say to you, the Alfred we sent to the world, we see Williams, yes. In Christ of the Bernacle, yes. He was dark in complexion. Which one are you? <laughs> that is what Satan wants to make you and I. And Satan will stand beside and be laughing and jeering and say, follow me. You belong to me. He said, no, no, I belong to Jesus. And Satan says that, who was your commander? Who, who did you obey? And he said, no, I obey Jesus. He said, but look at your skin. How did you become what you become? And he said, look at the scripture. It is written, the spirit that walks in those who are disobedient. Follow me. Before you know it, you are shot in a race going to hell. You know, people who go to hell, they run towards the fire. Those who go to heaven walk majestically. Why? Because the fire sucks them. When, when Jesus is standing, and you're saying, Jesus, 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 but you're gone. Did the Bible say so? Yes. It says, all of us used to live among them at one time, gratifying the cravings of the sinful nature and following its desires and thoughts. The battle is in your mind. What is the result of it? Like the rest, we were what? Read it loud. Read it louder. Let's read it from the beginning. All of us. So, anybody who follows the evil desires of this world and think along with this world end up as an object of what? Not of paradise. You may sleep in church, that doesn't take you to heaven. Now, it is necessary for me tonight to help you understand that the battle is in your mind. The battle is in your mind. Now, let's see how the mind of the world thinks. How the mind of the world thinks. You understand? Satan attacks only your mind, isn't it? Ephesians chapter 4 verse 17 to 19. Another that I wrote this. You cannot continue to think like the world. Do. Write it down. You cannot continue to think like the world. That is number three. Number one, I gave you on Sunday, no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. Number two, you have been set free. And number three, you cannot continue to think like the world do. Ephesians chapter 4 verse 17 says, So I tell you this, and I insist on it in the Lord. That you must no longer live as the Gentiles do in the futility of their what? Come on, let's read together, please. (laughs) 
The word fertility means uselessness, worthlessness, pointlessness, recklessness. A Christian cannot think like the world. Come on. You must know who you are in your office. They are watching you. You must know who you are in your family. You must know who you are in your neighborhood. Understand, you will either, by your conduct, you will either bring joy to someone and sorrow to the other. If you behave like them, you bring joy to Satan who celebrates you and sorrow to Jesus and his angels who are sad by what you have done. Because they are proud of you, they don't expect you not to know. Now let us see what Paul explained as fertility. Verse 18. Let's read together. They are what? Stop. The what? There are two things that the Bible says here. That people who are reckless in their thinking... Recklessness in your thinking will separate you from God. So he's talking to born again. My wife did something that I hate. Before I thought, I first give her a slap. Then I thought. I give her a slap first. Then I now thought. Let me help you know this. Which one is the work of Satan? The first or the second? The first, the work of Satan is slap her. Then what made you think is the Holy Spirit? Now why did you do that? But if you're a Christian, what ought you do? You think first before you act. Excuse me. If I don't want my wife to run away from my house, why should I force slap her and then think? If I slap her, it's so clear that the woman will begin to think in her head, I am in a hot soup, especially if it's just the first month of her wedding. This is going to be the norm. And then she begins to think alternatively, and then Satan will come and say, you don't know. Next time he slaps you, shook him with knife. We had a case recently of a woman who killed her husband. Because the husband will get drunk and, and molest her. Okay? And one day, he came like that. And Satan had programmed her. In law, we don't believe in Satan. But we believe in God. Law believes in God because they talk about justice. But anything a man does, he will say that the devil made me do that. They will tell you that when we sentence you and you come back. You will not listen to that. <laughs> Hallelujah. Hello. So therefore, if you look at this scripture, it says something to, both, to every one of us. Anybody, it says people who do the things of this world, a Christian who follow the thoughts that Satan sells to you or people sell to you, you will become darkened in your understanding. Darkened in an understanding is metaphoric, which means that you cannot think right. You have to think like your master. Whoever has poisoned your mind had just taken you a slave to the one who informed him or her. Yes? 
Then he says, And you are separated from God. Though you are, you are a friend of God, but now you are separated. Because God does not follow you into that way. Separated from God. Now, when you are separated from God, what does that mean? Holy Ghost have backed off you. Because you made a choice to follow the devil. Look at what he says therefore. He says, They are separated from the life of God. Because of what? Their ignorance. It is ignorant for a Christian to follow a backbiter. It is ignorant for a Christian to follow a slanderer. Because I'm going to read those ones to you. It is, it is ignorant for a Christian to fight. Okay? It is ignorant for a Christian to be angry. Now you got angry because your boss did something and you hit the table with a fist before your boss. The consequence would be somebody dismissed her, dismissed her with ignominy, which no lawyer in England or anywhere in the world can find the case for you, especially if they are looking for a way to get rid of you. You don't need to be warned. You need to be dismissed instantly there. It is ignorance for a Christian who is married to go out of his marriage to commit adultery. It is ignorant for a Christian who is married to listen to the testimony of others about his family. People will tell you that how bad your wife is or how bad your husband is, how stupid the man is, how this the man is. And you listen, you give your ear to such, you finish your life. You are ignorant. You are cut off from God completely. Same thing. Your church. Somebody, if somebody tells you that someone is not right, you need to look at their own life, the right that they have. Someone says that that man is not good, you can't follow him. He is he's an imposter. You need to ask them, look at your own life. What is the truth and real thing in your life that I can follow? Are we together now? God has departed from that man. You need to tell that person, what has God told you or done through you that we may see? That God is with you. Satan is on the rampage to shipwreck God's people. By ignorance. When I married my wife, one of the things that we decided is that nobody gives me testimony of the one I know. It is like any of my pastors, somebody came to me from telling me that, Oh, you see that's your pastor? I said, yeah, I see him. And he gave a wrong comment. I will curse him there. You will perish with your word. That's what I would tell him. Because you are not the one who will tell me about my pastor. I know my pastor, not you will tell me. You know how the devil starts it? I, 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 just, I love you, you know. I just love you. I, I will tell you this truth. And the truth is a lie. He did that in Genesis chapter 3. All right? And anyone who, is, who sells himself to ignorance will leave destiny, having traveled far, will, be, will end up in a shore of isolation, frustration, and some of them commit suicide. Because the destiny will continue to move. I will together now. Ignorance leads to hardness of heart. 
Hardness of heart. Look at what it says here. Ignorance that is in them due to the hardening of their hearts. If Satan can harden your hearts, what you should love you will hate. What you will love is what will destroy you. However, because of our time today, and tomorrow we'll continue. Let's look at some of the things that were referred to here. I want you to understand, the battle therefore is in your mind. Look at verse, 11, verse 19. The result of people who are ignorant, who are Christian, but they are ignorant, led by the devil to ignorance, and had enough heart. He says, having lost all sensitivity, they have given themselves over to sensuality. When you lose sensitivity with God, what happens to you? Reckless life. Gradually, you begin to be sensual. A sensual man is a man who pursues shadow. He will convince himself that evil is good. He will convince himself that evil is righteous. A conduct that is ungodly, he will legitimize it. And he will back it up by stories of men, but not the scriptures. I would gather now. Let me give you an example. You know ministers who just go about rampaging people with money, money, money. Once you enter the midst of those ministers and they begin to teach you their trickery. A righteous man who doesn't do that before. And he begins to also go, you know, a service of one and a half hours. You collect offering for 30 minutes. You preach for 15 minutes. Is there common sense in that? Is that what we come to do in church? And there is offering for... I was watching the, the, the channel, Christian channel. I went from one channel to the other. On Sunday, the first channel I, I was in, the man told his story. And after telling stories, he's selling book, $35. And that's what he's doing. The most of the time. Okay? I went to the next channel. He was selling uh, some... some uh, he was talking about some seed that people need to give. And he was speaking for 15 minutes on seed that he must give. And he was using Bible and was maligning the Bible because the stories that he was speaking does not address what he was saying. And people were shouting, hey, ha! And I went to the next channel and he was selling an anointing oil, he said, and a prayer cloth. And people are buying them. You know what? Those ministers never started that way. Many of them started from a seasoned holiness movement, Pentecostal church. They started very well with God, but as God began to bless them, they began to have friends. And then the friends who have been taken over by the devil became their parties. And before they knew it, the first time they did that, when that one did it, he showed them the money he made. And then they would begin to think twice and go into ignorance. And then they would start it. And they would start it. And they started, and then they become master in it. That is when they are hardened in their hearts. And that applies to every lie the devil sells to Christians. I will hear that now. Let me finish that verse for you. So he says, Having lost sensitivity, they have given themselves to sensuality, so as to indulge in every kind of impurity. Anybody who lost it, you remember it begins by saying they are separated from the life of God. Holy Spirit gone. So when the Holy Spirit is gone, what happens? Reckless. They do anything they like. And then they lost every sensitivity. They are no more sensitive to the Holy Spirit. The whole service is not for, for the Holy Spirit, but for themselves. 
Their mind is no more to build a life of people but to wreck it. They don't care how many people go to heaven because they themselves are not going to heaven. They are going the way to hell. So let me say this to you. When you see people reckless like that, why are you surprised? I have shown you. When you turn to ignorance and you turn to hardness of heart, you will lose God totally. Somebody who has lost it, he can do anything reckless. You can't be surprised because he's now under another master. Of course, on Sunday we may meet together, but when we leave Sunday, he goes back to his master. And some might leave church. <laughs> you know, there are some churches people should not go. But Christ Tabernacle is not one of them. Anybody wants to go to heaven, we go to a place going to heaven. Okay? Where you go determines where you are going. Not a place where they brainwash you and then wash your brain very well with lies. So that somebody just get rich. On the expense of others. I can recommend prayer for you. And hold your head and shake it like I'm going to break it. Then you think I'm walking. Yeah, yeah, some people do that. They will shake their head. They will hold their belly. They will, when they tell you to come on prayer line, they will put one leg off and they push your head so that their second leg holds your heel. And you somersault. And you say, And people will say, anointing, anointing. Anointing doesn't fall people. It teaches people. That's what the Bible says. Relationship that you keep, be careful of it. Okay? So, I hope you understand here that you cannot be, be, you cannot be, you cannot be, you know, um, what is the word now? I think you cannot, you cannot, um, you cannot be uh, worried about people who are reckless. Because I've shown you, I have 10 more minutes with you. You cannot be, be, be reckless. People, I mean, sorry, you cannot be worried about people who you know and they turn reckless. Because I've told you, when they go into ignorance, they go under Satan. When Satan rules them, they become whatever. They'll do anything. You can only pray for them. Because they're taken over by the devil. Are we together? Let me show you something. He says in that scripture, having lost all sensitivity, they have given themselves over to sensuality so as to indulge in every kind of impurity and with a continuous loss for more. You meet them today, you see a bitterness. You meet them tomorrow, higher degree of bitterness. Anger. Over nothing. Rage. They never have any good thing in their lives anymore. Because they lost it totally. You must be wise if you follow me. <laughs> I know where I'm going. <laughs> where I'm going, the devil cannot go there. 
The road I'm walking, demons dare not. <laughs> you must follow the master. His name is Jesus. Before we close, let me tell you, we'll go further tomorrow. What will I be teaching you tomorrow? We're going to look at the battle is in your mind. Today I've helped you understand the reason why you have people who have been in fellowship with you before, but then they become reckless. So, if you see anyone in fellowship with you before and now they are reckless, you don't have to be worried. You don't have to wonder why did they have shown you clearly from Ephesians chapter 1, verses 1 to 3. From this Romans that I showed you, chapter 1, chapter, chapter 8 from verse 1. Ephesians chapter 4 from verse 17. And you can see Ephesians or Colossians chapter 1, verse 3 and verse 13 and 14. That if anybody who believes in Jesus listens to the devil, it is a gradual process. You backslide. When they come to the place whereby every word of their mouth now is evil, they have come to the place of reprobate. At that time, your discussion with them cannot deliver them. There's nothing you can tell them. They will always come up with lies. They will always come up with wrong, evil stuff. They, their brain has been taken over by Lucifer. They will be hurtful, hateful, liar. They will, they will, they will talk about things that are terribly evil, and they will convince you that they, that is the right thing. No matter what you say to them, they cannot see why. Because they have been separated from God. Are we together now? Yes, sir. When you meet a person who has the Spirit of God, he's always talking good. He's always talking God. Even if you have a problem, you tell them the problem. What comes out of their mouth is direction. But when you meet people, even if you don't have a problem, when you meet them, all what comes out of them is hate, is hurt, is anger. Somebody is behind the button. They have deviated from the way. Can you help them? Yes. By talking to them? No. Only by praying for them. Because your company with them will shipwreck you. Amen. Tomorrow we'll look at the battle is in your mind and I will show you the truth of Lucifer himself. Who is Lucifer? How did Lucifer emerge? What is the what the scriptures say about him? Then we'll go into satanic devices. How the devil deceived the whole world. You will see it more. But these scriptures I gave you today, I'll be referring back to them. So when you get home today, tomorrow, study them very well. And then we'll look at the prodigal son returning back home. I will help you understand. Maybe somebody's listening to me who sees himself now have been deceived. There are three stages. People who have been deceived, all right, they're just telling you deception and you are yielding gradually. Then people who have been deceived, you are now living in deception. And then people who are reprobates, they can never come back. Unless they repair themselves. If whatever position you are, when I look at returning back to God, the prodigal son, you will see the substance, the, the part of us that Satan attacks is the same part of us that God speaks to. Yes? Your mind, your mind, your mind.
And you are the owner of your mind. God does not own your mind. Understand, Satan does not own your mind. Your mind will yield to whoever you give your mind to. That's the reason why somebody who has fallen can decide to repent and take his mind control and give it back to Jesus. So that if anybody had gone out of the way, you can see how to come back. Shall we stand up together and let me bless you. Father, we bless your name for grace that you have given to us tonight. We exalt and magnify you for mercy. You are God and there is no one. (laughs) This is the household of faith you put under my charge. And everyone that listens to my voice across the globe, may he who speaks out of me reveal himself to them. If there have been anything the devil has built in the lives of people in their mind, the Bible says, casting down every vain imagination and taking every thought captive and subduing every thought to the obedience of Christ. Lord, of course, there is a little suffering in it, according to the Word of God. Let the world that have come out of me today set the captives free. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Bondages be broken in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Those that Satan have put cloth in their ears, I command ears, be open in the name of Jesus Christ. By the power invested in the name of Jesus, to everyone that will hear my voice, I say you are set free. I say you are set free. I say you are set free in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. So those who are in God, I speak that the word you have heard will strengthen your spirits. I say the word you have heard will strengthen your spirit. It will never depart from your soul. It shall have its place in your heart in the name of Jesus. And the evil bird will not be able to take it away from you. You will prosper by the word of God. May the Lord sustain you until the day of visitation. I pray for those who are sick. I command sicknesses be taken away. Every headache, you are healed in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. The name of Jesus is a strong tower. The righteous will run into it and they shall be saved. I say everything the devil has sent to pursue you. Everything the devil has sent against you. I decree that the fire of God will come from heaven and destroy them. And to every human messenger that the devil has sent tactically to deceive you, I command a wall to surround you and separate you from them. That their word, no matter how divisive they are, their word will fail over your life. Those that Satan has invaded their marriage, I command healing and restoration to marriages. The spirit of repentance that brings man back to God. Receive in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Father, we bless you. In Jesus' anointed name we are prayed. Somebody say amen. Somebody say amen.